This is Mark Giels with Mark on Money, and we're going to have a discussion about do you want more money, more time, or more fun on today's discussion. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Giels. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Gills. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner. He's a fiduciary, independent. 30 years he's been helping folks get to and through retirement. You find him at EFS Wealth Management. That website is EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. I encourage you to check that out. And um, so I, I, I'm all for more fun, Mark. Hi, how are you? Well, you know, today, you know, we can we can talk about all three of those. Okay. And uh, how do you how do you get all three of them? Um, because the statistics say that baby boomers have got more money saved for retirement than any other group ever has in history, and so they definitely have more money. Yes. And you look at stock market. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean. It's been records, you know, record upon along. record upon record. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's working. You know, the shelves are half full. And so how come everything, how come the markets are going up like they are, you know? Um, well, that is the question. Yeah. Well, markets do what markets do. I mean, there's no sure. really rhyme or rational reason why markets go up or why they go down normally. Um, you know, it's we can have another show that talks about psychology of markets and Elliott wave theory and markets are driven by herd mentality. Um, and so usually they go up a lot further than what they should and they go down a lot further than what they should. But on today's show, we're going to have some fun. Um, and we're going to talk about, do you want more money, more time or more fun? And first we're going to talk about more money. Um, because a lot of people, you know, money is, 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 not a source of happiness. You know, there's been studies that have been done that say, yes, you know, after you get to a level of of money, um, your happiness plateaus. And for, you know, you can increase your money exponentially, but your happiness doesn't go up. And they've done studies, too, that, um, you know, say that, you know, people that have um, experienced a traumatic event, you know, people that maybe became a um, a paraplegic um, or had some other chronic health issue happen to them. Um, and they've done, you know, studies that show that the level of happiness before that happened and after that happened have stayed relatively the same. I mean, they're still, you know, still happy people. Um, and I know one of the guys that like that, that, you know, I've known him for for 35 years. I knew him before, well, he could still walk and um, I know him now. And uh, he's a super happy individual. I see him around, and and uh, you know he's he's in his wheelchair, but he's always well. Hello, Mister Gills. You know that's how yeah. he, he talks to me. And, sure, sure. You know how are things? Good? He's always got a smile on his face, and he's always well, that, happy. That's kind of an interesting observation. I mean, it, it, I hadn't thought about that, but I, 
you're right, though. I think I think you're right. Yeah, and uh, you know, money money doesn't necessarily make people happier. I think what money does, uh, which I think is important, um, is it gives you choices. Um, and so I think that's where you know maybe increases satisfaction, uh, but maybe not happiness. Um, so you know, but let's talk about how do you know? And and this is a key this is a key question I think that I think most people miss um, because I've dealt with thousands of people over my career, um, and I would say that. The number one, I can't really say the number one mistake because I've got a lot of number one mistakes I could I could come up with. <laughs> we all I, do. You know, maybe that's not a good term to use, but I but I I would say that one of the pe- things that people don't know is how much money do they really need to have um, a, a comfortable retirement, and that that amount of money usually is less than what they think, um, and that's usually the case uh, on most of the people that I've met with over my career is they don't realize that you don't need to have millions of dollars in order to retirement. Or maybe that number that you have that you think you need to have um, is um, not the right number. And so what we do is we run an analysis. Um, we run an analysis that shows, and you can go to our website, and, and you can look at how we do it. It, it says, do I have enough money to retire? Uh, and there's a series of videos and the strategy that we use to produce income for people during retirement. It's all right there. But when you start integrating in Social Security, what you're going to spend, um, and you don't follow the norm of our financial services industry, which I think is very selfish because their goal is for you not to spend your money because they get paid fees on the money that you leave in your accounts. They don't get paid on money that you spend. Um, and so it's a, it's kind of a self selfish uh, thing on the financial services. They want you to accumulate as much wealth as possible and spend as little. Um, my philosophy is, and I tell this to to people, don't you know to to people that say don't send your parents down to us because we're going to help them spend your inheritance. Because it's my belief, you know, unless one of your objectives is to leave money to your kids, but one of the objectives that I have is to see people. Um, enjoy and live off of what they've accumulated and not build up a substantial amount of money that they can't possibly spend. Because as you get older, you spend less money. That is a statistical fact that's been proven over and over again. Earlier in retirement, you spend a lot more. But people have a tendency not to spend money because they are afraid that they are going to run out. And you need to have a strategy that shows you that you don't have to worry about running out of money later on in retirement if you put the numbers correctly in sequence. And that's what we do. We use a time-segmented distribution, and that is all talked about on our website. Again, go to EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. Click on Do I Have Enough Money to Retire? You know, there's a great video. You know, it's about the length of our podcast here. Um, It's about 19 minutes. Um, and explains, you know, what time-segmented distribution is and how it works, and and it works well because you can spend more money earlier on in retirement and follow the path that most retirees follow, which is going through the go-go years, the no-go years, and the slow-go years. Or, no, that's, sorry. Go-go, slow-go, then no-go. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe some people do it the other way. I don't know. You you, You can mix them up. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so I think, you know, money-wise, um, that's what I see. I, I see people that come in and, and um, they don't know if they can retire. And I tell them in, in a lot of cases, hey, you know, when do you want to retire? And they're like, oh, I want to retire in five years. And, and a lot of the conversation is, hey, you know what? You could retire tomorrow if you wanted to. And this is what you could retire on. And they're like, what? How does that work? Um, and they don't understand, you know, a lot of the a lot of the misconceptions, you know, about money is, you know, do I have enough money to pay for health insurance? You know, how do how does money affect Social Security um, and all of those other things? But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of money out there today. And, and you know, I've seen it before. Um, you know, this reminds me a lot of the dot com bubble. And, you know, I was just reading an article yesterday or the day before that said there's only been four other times in history where the markets have produced, you know, large double digit returns more than three times, more than three years in a row. And I can't remember exactly what they were. One of them was, I believe, um, in the 20s. Another one was right after World War II. Um, the third one was 1995 to 1999. Uh, and the fourth one was, I believe, right after the financial crisis uh, through 2000. So I think it was 2009 um, or 10, 11. Yeah, 2009, sure. 10, and, and 11, 12. Um, you know, right after the market lost 50 some percent. And so this is, the, this is one of those periods where we've had, you know, substantial returns. And every time in the past where you've seen those substantial returns, you've had a long period of un, uh, either, either, a, <clears throat> either a bear market shows up, you know, and sends stock prices down to rational levels again with a 30, you know, 40% sell-off in the market, or the market trades sideways for a long time and returns uh, are under average returns. I mean, you look at like Vanguard is project is projecting, you know, the next return for this decade, uh, for the next decade of maybe 4%. So, you know, you've got to kind of take that into context too. Nobody really knows. Sure. You know, nobody can, you know, you've got all these pronosticators out there saying, well, here's what I think is going to happen. Here's what I think is going to happen. Um, but, yeah. So So is it fair to say that history repeats itself? Well, it 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 doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it looks similar. Okay. So, the, I don't think there's ever been something that says it repeats exactly what happened, but it does give some predictive um, you know, likelihood sure. that hey, this is the path that that is going to happen. It's, the path is going to look a little bit different. Um, but similar. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good. To, and, and again, so more money. We kind of covered some more money there. And um, and so you want to get into more time? Yeah. And, and remember, J.D. Rockefeller said uh, or answered the question. And, and, you know, so he was one of the richest people in the U.S. Yes. And he was asked, well, J.D., how much, how much money do you need? And his answer was just a little bit more. <laughs> and that's human nature. Sure but, it is. I mean – um, you know, you look at, you know, um, you know, other wealthy people and, you know, they're probably even today, um, you know, th their answers would probably be similar to that. Well, I just need a little bit more, even though they're worth billions of dollars and don't have to worry about anything, but their happiness, um, hasn't really changed. And so more money, more fun. And you said 
at the beginning, Steve, you wanted to have more fun. Yeah, I want to have more fun. So how do we have more fun? Well, I think the fun comes from having a plan um, because think of the times when you had the most amount of fun. It was usually something where you were not having to worry about other things. And so the key is organization with your money because the more money you have, the bigger the headaches. Don't, wouldn't you agree with me on that? I would completely agree. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, of course, with great wealth comes great responsibility as well. You know, that's a biblical statement. Um, Ecclesiastics says a lot about wealth as well. If you want to read uh, biblical text, Ecclesiastes says a lot about it, that, you know, wealth is fleeting, um, and it's just like chasing the wind. It doesn't matter in the long run because your wealth is going to go to somebody else. Um, and that's kind of my philosophy is, hey, you know what, let's spend your money. Let's let's do something with it um, because you can't take it with you, like right. they say. Exactly. And but, again, it does, but it does have responsibility, and I think so that can take away from the fun if you're constantly worrying about well, what are the markets going to do or worrying about do I have enough money, you know, or worried about, um, you know, whatever has to do with money. You know, if you don't have any money, you don't have to worry about anything because <laughs> well, you know, there's nothing that there is. But if you have a lot of money and there's a lot to worry about, so to speak, you got to worry about taxes, you know, you got to worry about leaving money to your children and maybe it's too much money and, you know, the way it's left to them is not a good thing. Um, it can affect them and affect their lives, you know, so money is, you know, I wouldn't say money is the root of all evil, but I'd say, you know, money causes problems, you know, it can anyway if it's not dealt with correctly. And so to, in order to have more fun, um, you need to have a plan of what is your money going to do now for you, what it's going to produce for income, um, and how you're going to leave that money. And really speak to somebody that is going to give you those answers. And that, I think, is the most important thing is all too often the people that I visit with, and, and I think this is true from around the the United States, because I just read also, is that today there is the, and I think this corresponds with money too, uh, because when people have money, they're looking for advice. And so more people today are seeking out financial planning advice from financial advisors and firms like ours of what to do with the wealth that they've had, mainly created from investments. And, and yeah, baby boomers inherently have a lot of money because it's a big group of people, so that would make sense that they're seeking out advice as they're moving into retirement and trying to figure out how to distribute their wealth to people. But, you know, more people are looking for advice, and I think that is a good thing because you want to be able to find somebody that is going to give you good advice. It's going to be written down, and they can do those things for you. And what I would say is if you haven't found that yet, you need to look for somebody that is going to partner with you, not somebody that, you know, is just going to say, well, hey, you know, we're going to put your money in this model portfolio. It's got to be a deeper connection. You know, if you're looking for good financial advice, you're going to find somebody who is empathetic with you that wants you to succeed, wants you to have more fun, 
um, and wants you to, you know, kind of be disconnected from worrying about your money. And so that individual should be able to alleviate and make you feel those feelings. And that's the key, I think, is, you know, use your crap detector in finding good financial advice because there is a lot of great people out there that will do exactly what I just explained. Sure. Is be empathetic, create a plan. It's a written plan. You know what it is. You understand it. And it's something that is designed in your best interest to do those things that you want to get accomplished. Sure. And, and yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's, and that's the, that, that's it. You know, that's that's what you need to look at in order to be able to have more fun is find that person that will take that time to do those things for you. And then you can forget about the money and just focus on having fun. That really makes a lot of sense, Mark. And, and you know, your method of, of time-segmented distribution, the, knowing that there's always safe money there, knowing that there's always money growing, and, you know, you have the money you need when you need it. And you're right. If you don't need to worry about it, then life is good. And so if you have enough money and you find somebody that is going to help you do that and you put that plan in place, which is a multi-year plan that includes taxes, it includes distribution of assets, whether it's pensions, social security, deferred compensation, stock options, you know, company benefits, whatever, it's all inclusive. You know what that does then? It gives you time because you don't have to do it because it's already done. Sure. And so if you have your money taken care of, you're not worrying about it, you're not spending time on it, What's the inevitable thing that will happen? You'll have more fun, right? <laughs> it just stands to reason, Mark. Absolutely. Right. If if your money's fine, you don't have the time to you know mess with it, and the worries that are not there. Well, you're going to have more fun. So as long as you take care of those other things, the fun part inevitably is going to happen. Well, you know, when you talk about time, when you say more time, I think people need to be cognizant of how they spend their time. I mean, that can be that can be a double-edged sword too when you've got too much time. Right. And and remember and you know, one key thing to remember about money um is that if you think back um for those people that are listening that are, that are old enough like me in their 50s, think back and and even ask your kids you know, what did you, you know, what were the favorite things that we did together as a family? And you're never going to get the answer. Well, it was that car that you bought me. You know, it was that present that I got. It was the house that we lived in. No, it's going to be the experiences. It's going to be that zip line. It's going to be, you know, that airport experience. You know, it's going to be an experience that they are going to give you an answer to. So when you spend your money, spend it on experiences because those have been shown and you can verify this by asking yourself, your spouse, your kids, your friends, what was the most important thing that's happened in their life? It's gonna be an experience. It's not going to be a object or a material possession. My daughter, who's uh, in her mid-30s, she's got four kids. So I got you know, four grandkids there. And that's what she says. Don't give them toys. They've got all they need. Let's give them an experience. 
Take them out for ice cream. Well, yeah, you know exactly, um, or, or you know, a, a membership to the zoo of you know those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the most. That's what they're going to remember. Sure. Yep. And they absolutely. do remember that because they talk about it every time we're together. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and so all too often people have focused on, you know, you know, a phone. They're not going to remember a phone, no, so they got the latest, not. greatest phone. I mean, that's going to make any difference. No, you know, but yeah, not. take them to the zoo. You know, that's going to be something that they're going to remember. Well, and again, um, yeah, or to a movie, sure, you know, just even something that. simple like that. Yeah, you know, I remember I took my two girls to uh, Home Alone when it first released. We still talk about it. And they were yeah. very young when that movie yeah, came out. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's it for today. That's all I've got, folks. You know, so if you want more money, more time, and more fun, um, you know, seek out a great advisor. You know, you can call us. Uh, you can email me, mark at efs You can go to our website. A lot of great material. Um, you, know, you can pick up the phone and call us, you know, 712 224 4651. I'm always happy to visit. The advice, uh, just like this podcast, is uh, complimentary. Um, and so if you want more information, just reach out to us. We've got great advisors on staff, myself and, and a few others. Um, Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. 